and Ariana's here. Oh, hello, hey, Ariana. Ready? Excellent. So clean. Clean. Drink. Hello, everybody. Howdy. Welcome to Booze and Broadway. Go ahead and slate, my friend. Hi, I'm Dylan Bemisterfer, uh, host number 49. Yes. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be back. This is your first full musical and like a hot second. Hot second. You know what? It's uh, it's it's great to be back on the couch again with you <laughs> drinking and uh, getting depressed tonight. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, would you like to introduce our show tonight? Of course, uh, we're doing the show that Matthew Morrison made famous, infamous, sorry, I, I read the cue card wrong, Please. Uh, with Finding Neverland. I am so excited. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. This is such a good show. I love this show. More people should like this show. I had a friend who... Uh, one of her friends went to go see, well, she had a trip to New York planned and I can't remember which show my friend was trying to get her to see. And she was like, go see this show, go see this show. It's supposed to be really, really good. And her friend ended up going to see Finding Neverland instead. And at that point I didn't really know anything about it. I was like, why would you go see that? Like the movie musical, like whatever. And then I watched this show and I was like, I'm mad that you got mad at your friend for going to see this because this is a good show. But you've seen this movie. I have seen the movie. It's a good movie. And I've seen pieces of the of the musical online. And mm-hmm. I've listened to the soundtrack. So there you go. Yeah. I've watched. I've actually seen this show, everybody. So fuck off. Um, yeah. No, but stay and listen. Um, thank, thank you. Uh, I've seen this show on tour. I saw it in Florida. And this was actually a birthday present. From um, people who are no longer in my life. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you, but also get lost. (laughs) Thank you, but leave. Um, (laughs) No, I actually got this as a birthday present. And I was like, this is all I wanted. Like, we had no money. Yeah. We had no money. And this was coming to town like 20 minutes. The Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, like 30 minutes away from our house. And I was like, I please let this be my birthday present because I want to see this. And it was already off of Broadway at the time. So I was like, I'm not going to get another chance to right. see this show. How often is Finding Neverland going to go on tour? Correct. And so, <laughs> me too, Ariana. She just meowed from another room. <laughs> so yeah, we went and saw this. It was so good. I have multiple stories to tell about that day. Um, so, let's get into it. Um, it is a 2015 Broadway show. With music and lyrics by Gary Barlow and Elliot Kennedy. Okay. Yay! They had blue hyperlinks I did not click on. Cool. (laughs) Good for those hyperlinks. Have you ever seen that TikTok of it's like when you look up symptoms of amnesia? No, not amnesia. It's uh, like Alzheimer's or amnesia. But all the hyperlinks (laughs) are purple. purple. (laughs) Um, Oh no. Oh no. Um... The book is by James Graham, like the cracker. Of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that one. It's okay. Uh, it is also a combination of the 1998 play, The Man Who Was Peter Pan, and the 2004 film, Finding Neverland. Hook. No. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say it. 
Uh, Finding Neverland had Johnny Depp in it. It had Kate Winslet. Played the mom. It had that boy who's Rufio. in everything. <laughs> but what's his... Uh, scream? Scream? He has that catchphrase. Rufio? Oh, yes. Rufio. Um, I... Isn't he the voice of, isn't that Prince Zuko? I think so. I think, I think. We so. have to, we have to look that up and then cut that out if it's wrong. Let, let me look it up while, because we're, we're also trying to figure out the, the other little boy who's in everything. He's a little lad. Um, he's a little lad. He's, he was in Willy Wonka. He played Willy Wonka. He's also in everything. Oh, yes. he was in August Rush too. He's a little boy yes, in August Rush. Yes, with the guitar. Also Robin Williams. There's a Robin Williams tie in there. Robin Williams is in Rush, August Rush. And in Hook. Yeah. Is he in August Rush? Yeah. He's the guy that takes in all the orphans and everything and like teaches them music. That's wild. Everybody is like, I thought we were talking about Finding Neverland. <laughs> um, <laughs> this episode has already gotten away from us five minutes in. So it's a pleasure to be here. It's, a, it's just an honor to be nominated. Just guys. reset. Um, so it was first produced by the La Jolla Playhouse, um, and they produced a reading of the show that featured one Miss Kelly O'Hara, who now has a Tony for being in The King and I, which is funny that she... Oh, nope, I'm sorry. Yes, that is where she got her Tony from. Rufio is Dante Basco, who is Rufio and Hook and Zuko. Thank goodness. Okay, okay. cool. Um, so... Kelly O'Hara was playing the mom, the Kate Winslet character, um, who went on to be Laura Michelle Kelly. And so Laura Michelle Kelly played the mom in Finding Neverland on Broadway. Laura Kelly played... Nope, that's what I just said. Kelly O'Hara played the woman in The King and I. And then when The King and I went on tour, Laura Michelle Kelly played... The Prince and I woman. King and I woman. The what you <laughs> what you miss out on this being a vocal medium is Nathan's like <laughs> eyebrows, each one like each like the king and I, like one would go up and the other and then just uh, and then and we made it. We got there. We got Kelly there. Kelly O'Hara was never in Finding Neverland. Um uh, except for this reading. That is how that is why I switched those things around. That's why I said what I said. All right, everybody, we're half a White Claw in, and we're doing great things. Um, okay, I've talked about this before. There is a video of Jennifer Hudson teasing Finding Neverland at the 68th Tony Awards. There's a video, Tina Fey introduces her. It is a wild time. She really oversings. It's like, it was before she was ever on Broadway. And I think she was like, I want to be on Broadway one day. Here's me singing. And everybody was like, it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It is. It was too much. It's not, it's not bad. It's just not the vibe of the show. It's just, is it overselling? Yeah. Okay. It's like me. Um, me with Town. I'm overselling it. I'm not, though. Um, that 100th episode coming up. Speaking of, next week is our 50th episode. Halfway there, kids. Get into it. Uh, Jeremy Jordan was originally cast to play J.M. Barry. I think me and you talked about this on the Jeremy Jordan episode. Yes. Yes, we did. And then I can't remember what happened that he uh, got pulled. Did he, like... Um... I 
from what I remember, it was, oh, Matthew Morrison, like, wants to come back to Broadway. And he was, like, coming back to Broadway. And, like, Glee was still, like, a th- yeah a thing. And so it was, like, come they were watch. trying to get that star factor. They had Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I, I, I guess, like, young kids. If they were trying to get young yeah. kids bring. Okay, I get Which, it. Jeremy Jordan's side news. Apparently, he is uh, playing Seymour in an off-Broadway thing of uh, Little Shop right now. Yes. And I don't support it. Okay. Because he's too attractive to play Seymour. That makes sense. I it's the, I don't think he's bad. I think he's too attractive. It's the trope of, we're going to put some thick-rimmed glasses on him and a hat. <gasps> You're a nerd. Okay. Just take him off. Tell me a Shuckles hit points off the cuff, sir. At what level? Enough. <laughs> so, Jeremy Jordan was the, like... He was the workshop J.M. Barry and Roger Bart, who played Snoopy in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and was the singing voice of Hercules, and oh. was George in Desperate Housewives, if that's your fancy. Um, yeah, yes. Who liked Brie Vandekamp? Yes. He was the pharmacist? Yeah. Uh, he was the first Charles, who was then placed by Kelsey Grammer. Very cool. I can see that. Yeah. Um... Okay, so the production began previews at the Lunt-Fontaine Theater on March 15th, 2015, and it opened on April 15th. Okay. Sip, sip. It closed on August 21st, 2016, after 565 performances. Is that good? Uh, It's eight shows a week. So divide that by eight, which I will not do. 566 by eight? Yeah. And that's how long it ran. What? Well, it ran not March, April. It ran a year and a month. Yeah, that math is completely wrong, Dylan. Um, 70 weeks, though. 70 weeks. Oh. So 52 plus a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's like, oh, they're both really bad at math. Yes. Oh, my disclaimer. We're going to get drunk and we're going to get things wrong. So, so everything before that you can, you can mark us down for. But uh, after this. Yeah, this is clink. Reset. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. <gasps> it's bad. Oh, 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 no. It's like actually bad. <laughs> I copy and pasted this, everybody. So I will read what I copy and pasted word for word. And everybody's like, like the entire plot? Okay, anyway. Um, in 2017, as an offshoot of investigations into and reporting about Weinstein's oh, no. many sexual abuse allegations, several news sources also reported that a significant amount of money that Weinstein ostensibly, you can tell I copy and paste in this, <laughs> raised for the AIDS charity and another charity was instead allegedly funneled into the American Repertory Theater and the production budget for Finding Neverland. So he, like, stole money from charity and funneled it into the show. Allegedly. But, wait. So he raised up a bunch of money for for charity. Uh-huh. And then used it to produce a show? Yep. Why? What Was there more to that? Or was that just, like, a, a thing? Like... What, did the show make a boatload of money, or like... No. So, wh- I, we're, what was, what, what was the charity for again? AIDS. And, and an AMFAR? 
I don't know what that is. I'm going to look that up real quick. So, like... But the funny thing is, and if you don't... Oh, it, I'm sorry. It is It is a... It is a... Um, AIDS charity. It's, it's a foundation for AIDS research. Okay, that makes sense. So, okay. So, a... They took money from a charity that went to go to produce a show about that, like, all the proceeds from, like, that property, like, the Peter Pan property, goes to help children. Correct. Oh, you knew that? Yeah. Wild. Because the the rights to the... The rights to Peter Pan and all of its, like, offshoots and, like, developments and whatnot, in some part, like, benefit the children's house. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I spoil something? No. No, 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 no. I just... I mean, it's it's not a spoiler. It's there's a lot of like nods to like the yeah. creation of Peter Pan and like what came out of it in the yeah. show. So like that is part of it, but it's not a spoiler. But like, yeah, That's... it's like he took from one charity to oh, oh the horrible. This is a horrible, horrible delusion. A uh, uh, dis a uh, dissolving of what I'm about to say. But he's like stole from one charity to give to another charity, even though that was not his intention at all. Allegedly. This is all allegedly so that I cannot get sued. Um, I'd like to say it one more time. Allegedly. Please. Wild. What a, what a shit show. Correct. Now on to Finding Nemo. <laughs> now, there were no Tommy... Nope. There were no Tony Noms for this show. And while... <laughs> if you were to watch this full show... And then hear that it did not get any Tony noms. I if I had heard that after I had watched it and I was still in the theater after I had just watched, I just wanted I would have started swinging at people. Like I don't understand how this didn't get like best set, best costumes. I mean, the ending is soup. Like, yeah, it's so good. Best direction, like Laura Michelle Kelly, the mom, at the very least deserved. A, a Best Actress nomination. Just a nod, even. Just like, hey. Like, hello. Yeah. Carolee Carmelo, who played the grandma. Mm-hmm. Best Featured. I, mm, the role of J.M. Barry deserved a Tony nomination. Whether or not Matthew Morrison deserved a Tony nomination is up in the air. Um, I have seen, I have seen f- four people play the role of J.M. Barry. Because mm-hmm. I watched it on tour, I've watched a bootleg. I've watched, I've, ta- I've watched two different bootlegs, and I've watched some clips of Matthew Morrison. Yeah. And I've loved everybody who wasn't Matthew Morrison. I... And I don't know if it's him or if it's that the Scottish accent is so strong. It, it's, it's to a point where... It's not necessarily a bad accent, and I don't know if it's just that I can't separate Matthew Morrison as a person, like his, because I've heard a lot of that man's voice. Uh-huh. It's I can't separate because you can still hear Matthew Morrison in the accent, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad accent, but it's just like he's just over enunciating. It's just he's tr- it's going, distracting. Yeah, it's there's no. It's he's working at it. There's no comfort in the voice that lets you forget. That, I like that. Yeah, there's just no comfort in it. It's just like, oh yeah, I've got to make this accent happen. He's not settled into it to where you are allowed to forget. Because the guy I watched today, uh, I loved it. Like he definitely had an accent. Mm-hmm. Um, J.M. Barry was Scottish, so like 
Yeah, an accent. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it wasn't like a thing that he was like putting on. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was just. It was just there. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult with with accents and everything. And I don't hate Matthew Morrison. Like I like him. I just think that he was riding on. I'm Matthew Morrison, and I'm going to overwork this accent. And that's what a lot of people said when they went and saw him. It was like very much like, it is a favor to you that I am here. These are just reviews that I read, y'all. I did. I've never seen outside of like Good Morning America performances. I've never seen his full as a, performance of Jay and Barry. As a person who has seen Matthew Morrison live at the Nashville Symphony, at the Nashville Symphony. It was very much so like, hey, I'm Matthew Morrison. Look, I know you paid to be here, but also I'm doing this as a personal favor to you. Sir, you're under contract. When Maramba rhythms start to sway. Please. Did he uh, sing that? Yes, he did. And he danced around <laughs> with a scarf. Hi. I hate it. <laughs> I was also, Karina and I split like a pitcher and a half of margaritas before we went to go see it. So, so you're like, telling me it was an okay night. It was a good <laughs> night. It was good. I love it. Um, on to the cast. We have a lot of people to to cycle through. Okay. So, Jay and Barry, played by Matthew Morrison. <laughs> we're letting that moment hang, and we're moving past it. Sylvia Davies. Yep. Sylvia. The mom, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Played by Laura Michelle Kelly. Beautifully played by Laura Michelle Kelly. If you watch a bootleg of this show, it's Laura Michelle Kelly. She was with it for the entire run of the show. Good for her. That's a paycheck. She's so good. She's so good. She's so good. Okay, Charles uh, Froman, the producer of the show. Mm -hmm. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. He also plays uh, James Hook. Like yes. Inside of, uh, inside your mind. Um, (laughs) Mary Berry, uh, who's, uh, James's wife, is played by, by Till Wicks, who is, uh, very well known as an Elphaba, uh, on Broadway. She's also just very good in this. Good for her. She has, I mean, she has a supporting role in this, but she's very good in it. Um. There are no small parts. Yes, Mrs. Du Marie. Uh, Mari, yeah, Marie. This is, it's French. It's the grandma. We're going to call her G Mommy through all this, everybody. So. We love G Mommy. Uh, Carolee Carmelo, who's fucking amazing. Have you ever heard Tech Everlasting? Yeah. She's the mom. Oh, good for her. She also played Hello Dolly on the tour of Hello Dolly. She's also done other things, too. Oh, she was the. Have you ever listened to Adam's Family? No. Oh, she was in Adam's Family. I'm told I'd be, I would love Adam's Family. You would. Leah Loman. Um, hey, Leah Loman. Hi. Um, Michael. Michael. Uh, is played by... Okay, so the boys are, like, triple cast, and all the boys, like, play each other. Like, all the boys, like, learn all the boys' roles. Cool. So that they can, like, rotate and not get tired. And there's a lot of, like, roles with kids and how long they're allowed to, like, of course. work and act. And Which they're is- like, you have worked 30 hours this week. You are not allowed to work anymore. Which is good. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, Michael Davis. I'm doing, like, the main people who played yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Of uh, course. It's played by Alex Dreyer. Jack. Uh, is played by Hayden Ignoretti. Yes. Uh, <laughs> George is played by Sawyer Noons. And Peter, Peter, is played by Aiden 
Jimmy. Jemmy. Jem. Jimmy. One of them is right. Everybody's like, actually, none of them were. Send. Um, that's why we did the disclaimer 10 minutes into it. Lord Cannon is played by Tyler Ross. I'm okay. Chug, <laughs> um, chug, chug. Mr. Cromer is played by Josh Lamont. Good. Mr. Henshaw is played by Paul Slade Smith. Elliot, I love him, is played by Chris Dwan. Miss Jones is played by Courtney Ballon. Mr. Turnip and Captain Hook, but the guy who plays him in the play, like the play within a play, mm-hmm, like the guy mm-hmm. who's cast as Captain Hook, is Rory Donovan. Mrs. Bassett is played by Jessica Vosk, who is now a super big Broadway name. She played Alphaba. She was like, so, you know, like a thousand people have played Alphaba by now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, Jessica, no. Jessica Vosk played Alphaba a few years ago, and it was like, she was like somebody that a lot of people clung on to, and it's like, not since Eden Espinosa have we seen an Alphaba of this caliber, and so she got very big. What a, what a compliment. Yeah. And then she also played a narrator, so the narrator in the one night concert version of Joseph... The Amazing Tatler Color Dream Coat, it was Jessica Vosk, Alex Newell, and I believe it was Eden Espinosa. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. What was that what was that elevator like ride like? So uh you were not not since me, huh? <laughs> hmm? Please. Um and then Wendy rounding out the cast, playing Win Now wait wait a minute. Did I not put Peter on this? Huh? Wendy was played by Emily Pfaffel. It's P-F-A-E-F-F-L-E. My last name is Bemisterfer, for those of you that don't know, and that one even got me. Okay, Dylan. <laughs> Pfaffel. Pfaffel. I'm not going. That's what we're staying with. Pfaffel. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Okay, Dylan. Knowing what you know about the show. Yeah. Who would you be in this show? Don't. <laughs> Don't what? Go ahead. Uh, I I actually, I'm not old enough to play them, but I'd actually really enjoy uh, Kelsey Grammer's role. I would really enjoy, it'd be a, he is, it'd be a fun one. Hearing him on the album. <laughs> Oscar I'm like, Wilde. Hearing him on the, yes. Hearing him on the album, I'm like, you're a dick. But then watching him in the show, I'm like, oh, you're just funny. Like you're yeah. just here for you're here for a good time and to make a paycheck, sir. Yeah, literally, that's all it. It's it's a very f- and then the the like the back and forth of like playing Captain Hook and then also like sure it's it's it just seems like a fun a fun role that doesn't have like too much chaos to it. Now I'm gonna tell you what I thought this afternoon. What'd you think? And what had me? I cried when I thought this. I would pay, I would produce this show myself with my 11 doll hairs that I had in my pocket to watch you play J.M. Barry and Killian play Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, we'd do it, and it'd be good. It'd be great. I mean, not since Eden Espinosa. Please. But, like, it'd be good. I just, 
if if Killian actually got into acting, like I hope he does when he grows up, this is a role he will play when he is like young, still young, yeah, and can like actually like remember a whole show and like harmonies and stuff. He'd be so good. Actually, he'd play any of these kids. He, he, all the boys learn all the boys. Me in college. Enough! <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I thought about this and I was like, how cool would it be to watch like a father and son like actively do this? Ooh. The, listen. Yeah. My brain goes to wild places where I'm just like, let's hurt ourselves t- today. Mine does too, but I, I took the nice way out. It's like... <laughs> I want to be the producer. Mm-hmm. Who would you be, Nathan? You know. <laughs> um, Since you asked. I I was watching the show and, like, re- remembering the show and then watching it again, I had two different answers. I was like, I'd love the to be... Mom. Is that hold on. Now, hold on. Sorry. Now, hold on. I, I didn't say it as, a, as so, a joke. Remembering, remembering the show, I was like, oh, I'd love to be Jay and Barry. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point in my life, like, because he is like, he's not zany. That's the wrong. He's, there's a childlike. He's got a childlike air whimsy about him. Yeah. Um. So maybe when I'm older, Jay and Barry will maybe be in my future if I can lose weight. Um. You fucking stop it. But. There's a character named Elliot in the show mm-hmm. where, like, right now, I could go into an audition and be like, I'm auditioning for Elliot. And they're like, here's the script. Like, he's, he's, he's not a bit, he's, he's on, he's part of the ensemble and, like, Elliot is his track. But, like, he's just very funny. And I was like, I could do that very well. Which one is, is, is he the one that plays the little boy in the, no. He's not any of the boys. He's like an assistant to uh, Kelsey Grammer. Oh. He's like Kelsey Grammer's assistant, literally his assistant. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, or, in capital letters, or the fucking mom. The mom. The mom. So I, Let I, me sit. Oh, she doesn't sit down. She. That's not all she does. I swear to God, that's not all she does. But like. I could see it. It's so good. You'd be a good mom. I get to die every night. Uh, Finally get to live through that. My Rachel McRoberts, my lovely therapist, would be like, let's play through that. What if you died every night? <laughs> um, takes my mask off. <laughs> let's play through it. What if you did die every night? If you unzipped your face and you were Rachel and I was drunk and we were talking about this, I'd be like, let's reset and let's talk about it. <laughs> That's $60. <laughs> Correct. Um, all right. Everybody go through better health to get discounted therapy. Um, period. Better, better health sponsor you know, us. I have better health sponsor us. I have had two friends. Two friends reached out to me. How many? Two <laughs> on the same day about starting therapy and how to go about it. And I was like, and one of them was like, "You talk about it so much on your podcast, but like, it made me want to like actually do it." I'm changing lives. <laughs> Let's cheers to that. Cheers. Drink. Everybody's like, at least we got through the cast. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for the, I was about to say the podcast, the stumble through? I'm not. Are we doing a podcast on this? No. I thought we were just sitting in the playroom talking. Oh, no. I've been recording. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It really is great to be back. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. I love you. Okay. 
I, I love you and I trust you. Okay, anyway. Um, I used to say that to... Okay, so, fun fun little fact about me. And they're like, please, just start. Um, I don't know why I'm speaking for y'all today. I don't know. There I was, like it. I like it. I was... I'm very superstitious when it comes to shows and, like... If I do something on an opening night of a show, I do that same thing every night. Every night of the show. So there was, uh, when I did Footloose, I would walk up to the, I played Ren, everybody. I know we'll get into it later. Um, <laughs> they're like the lead. I looked, um, at, I looked at y'all for, for, for yourselves. Um, I would walk up to the girl playing Ariel every night. I was like, I love you and I trust you. And she's like, I love you and I trust you. And we do it every night. And that that is literally what we do before we walked out on stage. I love that. That's cute. Yeah. That's really nice. I was just like, we're going to... And there was a night... Um, fun story. There was a... There was a night where we had fought the night before. Like, screamed at each other the night before. And I walked up to her and I was like, hey, we got to do this. And we got to put all that aside. But we, like, I have to be able to trust you when I walk out on stage. And she's like, you got it. Fuck off. And then you turn. <laughs> and I was like, that's my cue, baby. <laughs> I gotta get out there. But uh, see, see you there. See you out there. Hope I don't drop you when you jump. That never happened. Anyway, Dylan. Well, I gotta cut loose. Cut <laughs> loose. Okay. We're doing Finding Neverland. Dylan. Nathan. We're sitting in a theater. <gasps> you! <laughs> Just slapping my titty. It's okay. Anyway, where do you like to sit when you're in a theater? If, you if you had the money to do so and you were not constricted by money, where would you like to sit in a theater? Hmm. If I, if I wasn't constrained by material wealth and society pressure... Uh, and all the people that buy the, um, all of the, like, on-tour tickets or whatever. You are, you were the first person to buy a ticket in the entire theater. Oh, my God. Probably about 15 rows back, center, like, so I can, Orchestra? Like, yeah, so I, I'm up a little bit. I've never sat there before, but it seems like a nice place. Yeah. Like, center, so I can see the whole stage. I'm kind of level with the performance, but I'm not, like, in the spitting section. I love that because that happens. People who sit in the front row get spit on. Hi, Nathan. I also did musical theater and spit on people before. (laughs) And I wasn't even singing. I was just spitting on people. Put your phone up. (laughs) That was the show. It was spit. I don't like that joke. That's a weird one. You made it. I know. Um, And this is why we don't have you back. No. (laughs) 3102, that's my time. Thank you. I can do this without you. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll stay. Thank you. 3113, I'm back. Thank you. Okay, so. Okay, so you sit in the orchestra. Yeah, where do you sit? I, of course, sit in the mezzanine. I love the mezzanine. Um, but they know that by now. You have a funny, a funny phrase for that. I'm a slut for the mezzanine. Slut for the mezzanine. I really want to make t-shirts. Make sl- slutty mezzanine shirts. Yeah. Um, okay, so we blackout, which is already there. Pro- I was about to say, girl, <laughs> girl, girl, we gonna get there tonight. 
And they're like, he said White Claw, is he okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Which is why I did this podcast to work through my divorce. Anyway. Do they know? Yeah, I think so. They do now. <laughs> if we haven't addressed it Guys, recently. okay, so y'all, y'all know. Y'all know. The four of y'all who listen know. Um, <laughs> cries. Cries in Spanish. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the divorce papers came in. And we're very proud. Share the show with a friend to support the divorce papers coming in. That's right. Um, it's called action. Support me through Venmo. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay, so fade to black, cut to black, start to black, black out. There it is. We're in a we're in the theater. Clearly, we're not sitting together. We're not. <laughs> um, Lunt, we're in the Lunt Fontaine. And the lights come up. And have you, you've heard the music from the show. Yeah. The- Dylan has never seen the show, but he's seen the movie and he's listened to the music and he has seen parts of the show. Yeah, I, I have seen, I've seen clips of different songs in the past. And then I watched the like the last 30 minutes of the show today. Thank goodness. Because that's where you really cry. <laughs> oh, um, it started like at the 30 minute mark. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not, I haven't really followed. Oh. Yep. But I'm also a crier. I love that about you. Which is why I can't wait for us to watch Come From Away together. Same. Um, okay. So, we get, like, all these, like, very whimsical, like, wood, leaves, like, twinkle sounds. It's like, like you're in Neverland. Correct. Um, and we light, lights up on a park. Mm-hmm. Um... And J.M. Barry is sitting in the park, and he's just kind of sitting on a bench, and Peter Pan comes out, and is, like, dancing around, and they kind of acknowledge each other, and um, he's like, yeah, this isn't where this story started, um, excuse me, and he kind of looks at Peter Pan, and he's like, so you weren't even created yet, we need to go we have to go back, we have to go deeper, um, and it's a musical version of Inception. I would watch it. I would hate it, but I would watch it. I've never seen Inception, so... What? Yeah, I, it's... El- Elliot Page. Leonardo DiCaprio. Other people. Christopher Nolan. The guy. The Jason Gordon-Levitt. on the side. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love him. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a thing I need to watch, but this is Finding Neverland. Yes. So he's like, we have to, oh, and Peter Pan has this little light, because there's a, there's the bench, and then there's like a little lamp post beside him. Yeah. And Peter Pan has this light, and he throws the light, and he like, lights the lamp post. Cute. Magic. Um, and so, J.M. Barry sings the song called, If the World Turned Upside Down, where he's like, oh my gosh, your whole life leads up to a point. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it's a good song. It is, and he's like, oh my gosh, I, like, it's very much a, there's more to life than what I have been living. Right. Kind right. of thing. We all can, we all can feel that. Um, and so he's, he, we get this little, like, foreshadowing of, like, his world turning upside down. Okay. So, um, we cut to, he's like, okay, we have to go to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, back when... One of my recent plays had just opened, The Wedding Guest. 
Yes. And uh, he's like, everybody was there to celebrate me. And he was like, I have everything. And so, oh, but yes, go ahead. Oh, still feeling like you're just like, you haven't done anything yet. Like, like fraud, kind not fraud. That's too much, but like. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, so we get this big party, first of all. I love this, because it's the ensemble with his wife in the middle, and they're like, everyone, everyone, everyone who's anyone is here. So they're, this is called All of London is Here Tonight, and it's literally the opening of his new play. A lot of, like, high socialites, his wife is there, shaking hands, making face, playing face. Making face? Yes. I think either one. It's high society. It is literally high society London. And Charles, his producer, is mm-hmm. like, now, you've all come from all over. Um, and I am I am the man who provides. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is very you energy <laughs> that he says. He was like, you went wild. Uh, I've discovered the best playwrights working today. You were you wild about Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> so I gave you more. I supported... I supported Bernard when no one was Shar. 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 It's a planet Bernard Shaw. Pygmalion. <laughs> it's funny. So, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's fucking funny. <clears throat> Statement. Not a question. It's funny. Um, <laughs> so, um, they're like, hey, ne- you know, I've, I've found all these very popular people. Oscar Wilde. Yes. Bernard Shaw. J.M. Barry. Yes. Like this is, and this is not Jane Barry's like first hit. He's he's had other like shows before. He's like, but Charles is like, hey, yes, another man to be proud of. Yeah. Um, and so he's just kind of like, I feel personally, in my opinion, James Jane Barry, um, that like I haven't had a hit in years, and I'm kind of just like coasting. Yeah, people are coming to see me just because I am. I've, I've done stuff in the past. Period. Yeah. Yes, Matthew Morrison. So, uh, he, although his performance in 1984 American Horror Story was pretty good, was it good? I, I enjoyed it. It was dumb, but I liked it. I've not watched it. I have no opinions. Um. <laughs> so his wife comes over and she's, and it's very much one of those things, especially on stage, where this is not a private moment. It, she's like, they're in the middle of a crowd, and she's like, "Hey, honey, are you okay? Get your shit together. People are watching us. Like half of London is here, so put on a happy face." He frowns and. Leans into the camera. Yes. Yes. Um, and James is just like, is this all I am? Is just a name? Yeah. To you people? And it, listen, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. Period. So we get all of London is here tonight. James, or no, James is just kind of standing there. And Charles comes up to him and he hates parties. Or does he? He does. He's like, you got to find a way out. And he's like, all right, everybody, it's been fun. Love your dress. Like, literally, it's like, love your dress. Goodbye. And leaves. (laughs) 
Dust in the wind. It's mama. not. It's what is it? An Irish exit? It's an Irish goodbye. Yeah, where you but just... he doesn't do that. He's like, it's been, it's been a real slice, and like heads out. Herc, herc. Um, what's happening? Uh, so oh, all the actors come up to James, and they're like, oh my gosh, I loved my monologue, loved it, super fun, had so much fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> he's just like, cool, bet. Um, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna head out. And they're like, oh my gosh, I hated it. I haven't had, nope, don't like it. They all talk about how bad his work is, and they're like, yeah, he hasn't had a hit in a while. But you know, it, it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck, Mama. You don't say they, it to the boss's face. And they're like, I, you don't say it to the boss's face. I'm gonna keep touching your your like shoulder. Pecs area. Go ahead. You're going to wake up with a bruise tomorrow. You jabbed me pointedly. Anyway, um, they think he's losing his touch. They they say that. They're like, mm. They're thinking it. He's knowing it. It's a rough time for J.M. Barry as he steps out into the cool... He's J.M. Barely hanging on. <laughs> me. And he... <laughs> so... We, that was good. That, thank you. You're welcome. That's the sticker. We're no longer doing t-shirts for every episode. Sometimes we're going to do a sticker. Um, I hope they stick. Like a red bubble? Yeah. Your joke was funny. Thank you. I'm going, I want to take time to acknowledge what my co-hosts say because sometimes in the past I have barreled over their opinions like it does not fucking matter. <laughs> what? No, but I just, and then it just keeps going. Please. Um... So, cut to a park. Um, no one is there. <gasps> End of show. No, um, the ki- kids are playing. It got dark real quick. Because it's nighttime. Nice. Uh, kids are playing. J.M. Barry is writing. When Charles visits him. And he thinks, Char- he's like, do you like J- James? I'm going to call him James. I'm going to call him J.M. I'm going to call him Barry. Y'all get fucking used to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm... I'm one and three quarters of a white claw in, and I am upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Uh, so, Charles visits him. Jimmy. Yes. Jim. <laughs> Jimothy. Can I call you James? <laughs> and so, he, he, he says, Charles, do you like kids? And Charles says, no, I think they're like souffles. They're better when they're raised. <laughs> This man is, it's not you energy, but like you would do this role a lot of justice. Um, So Charles is concerned about his work. um, And he's like, hey man, we're playing to half full houses. So like we need a hit because like I'm investing money into you. Um, So like get your shit together. And James is like, I'm working on something new and... He he's like, it's new and it's different. And Charles is like, I don't want different. I want new. And he's like, are those not the same thing? And Charles says, new and different are not the same thing. They're like a new penny. It's something that's familiar, but it's shiny. Mm-hmm. He's just like, write something you've already written. Kind yeah, of. Just take gloss over some old bits, make them look good, something. They can just, yeah. Change a few names. Yeah. Well, hold on, it comes back. So we get the Pirates of Kings- Kensington, uh, where these boys 
come outside. And they'd be and, singing. And they'd be singing, and they want to take over the bench that James is on. And they're like, oh, we need it. This is our pirate ship. We're playing in the park. We're the parks of Ki- the Kensington Park. And they're like, we're the parks. Of- we're the pirates of Kensington. And we're he's the like, parks of Kensington. we're the we're- we are the Kensington Park. And they turn into trees. Um, <laughs> so that's the show. So uh, the kids are trying to kick J M Barry off <laughs> his bench. <laughs> Sorry, he fights them. <laughs> he, he just he just clocks them one two. He just wallops them. <laughs> He's like, you're like six! And he just kicks him. One of the um, kids goes, Matthew Morrison, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> the violence needs to end. That's what his war criminal charges are on. Kid brutality. So, anyway. Any, anyway. Um, Peter is their, the, is the eldest brother. Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, Peter doesn't really play with us. He's... He's not into the make-believe. This will come back later. So, uh, their mom, Sylvia, comes in and she's like, as pirate queen, you all must go home. She's a fun mom! She's a fun mom. She's the best mother. (laughs) She's a good mom, okay? So she is like, boys, you gotta go home. Like, you're now disrupting, like, the piece. This um, person. This person. And so she is slightly winded and she goes over to James and she's like, hey, I'm sorry about that. Um, and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. And he's like, I'm J.M. Barry. And she's like, oh, my, you are J.M. Barry. And she's like, boys, come over here. And they're like, you just told us to go home. And she's like, this is a famous person. <laughs> um, so Peter, oh, he, he, she's like, oh, he writes plays. And Peter's like, Oh, plays are just where people pretend and lie. Like, people just lie. Yeah. He li- he just, like, walks up to this fa- famous man. And he's like, fuck you and your work. Fuck your life work. Like, yep, yep, I said that right. You lie. You lie Fucking for no reason. To see if you can get away with it. Me talking to Killian. <laughs> Me talking to people at work. Look, I'm happy. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. No, I'm kidding. Baby. We're fine. Um, so, uh, Sylvia, oh, they're talking about one of his plays. And he's like, yeah. oh, my wedding, uh, my, uh, I, I don't think the it's wedding. wedding singer. No, I don't think it's wedding guest. I'm, this is me barreling over what you just said. It's okay. We got, we got, we got, we got to move along. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Six minutes in. Um, so, uh, she's like, oh, I didn't really care for your last play. It felt very familiar. And so he tries to tell her about his new show. Um, and she, he's like, oh, I'm doing this too. And she's like, oh, just like in your old show. And he's like, yeah, but this guy's from France instead of Russia. And she's and he's like, oh, but there's a butler. And she's like, oh, like from this other show. And he's like, yeah, but he's tall. Like, like I said, it's yeah. just a rehash of his old work. So he, she tells him not to lose faith because... To have faith is to have wings. Mm-hmm. I will hit everybody. Um, and they leave the park. At their house... Okay, so we, so we cut to his house. And Mary tells him that they're expected at this house. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. I forgot about, about that because I was at the park. Um, and I met this family and they were really cool. Um, and so 
she's like, oh my gosh, are you talking about Sylvia? Um, last name that I can't pronounce? Yeah, it's course. like French. Yeah. Or no, it's like Davis or Davies or something. And, um. DeVos. Please. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh, she had a husband who died at a very young age and her mom, G-Mommy, uh, is like very well connected in high society. Yeah. So we should all hang out with them. And it's like, okay, cool. Like we'll have a dinner party and yeah. invite them over. Yeah. Um, and so climb the ladder. Yes. And so he says, let's invite them over. Um, but also you could have just you can invite them in person by coming to the park with me. Like you can come and just invite them in She's like, I don't want to go outside. Me. Um <laughs> and so James, who's James? Oh, Jam Barry doesn't like his new show. Oh, he do- he hates his new show. He's like, yeah. I don't want to write this. It's literally rehashed stuff. So he rips it up. Mary leaves. He rips up his work with the servants. He's like, take this page, rip it up. They all rip it up. He's like, I figured it out. Okay. So back at, the- nope. At the theater, we go back to the theater. We're at a theater. We're at a theater within the theater that we're watching the show in. Uh I look up at you in the mezzanine. You look down I at me. wave and I'm like, watch the show. I'm like, oh, um, right. <laughs> uh, Charles is helping everyone set up for James's arrival. And James comes in with a new play and everybody wants to know what it's about. And he goes, hey, my old play that I was almost done with, I had like three more pages, threw it away. Um, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? Um, and he's like, it's okay, we'll just run my show that we're doing until I get my new one finished. And Charles is like, no, I closed that show. Because I was losing money on it. And these actors are contracted, so, like... We need a show. Correct. Provide. Yes. And so, uh, one of them was going to propose. I was like, I was going to propose to the girl in the ensemble. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We need money. Um, so, Charles demands a new show. And James wants to do something new. And Charles says, the clock is ticking. Tick-tock. This is a secret Peter Pan nod tool that we will use absolutely in this show. And then J.M. Barry went on to write Susical. No. Um, <laughs> so, back at the park, Peter brings James his dog back. He's like, your dog was over bothering me. He's like, I'm um, sorry, I was fucking writing a show. <laughs> and, okay, so, he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in the park for a while. What's been up? And he's like, oh, mom's been sick, so we haven't been able to come out mm. to the park. No. Okay, so Peter says that playing is silly, but James, hmm? oh, and and James is like, why don't you play? And he's like, playing is silly. And he's like, I used to play all the time. And Peter says, well, why'd you stop playing? And he says, because I grew up. Uh-oh. Man. Another nod. And uh, he goes, I st- but I started writing at your age. Like, when I was young, I started writing. So, like, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you could write about this park if you wanted to. And Peter says, this is just a park. And he goes, just a park? I have a song for you called Believe. And uh, it's it's literally like you can pretend anything in the world is anything you want it to be. Like there could be a bear here instead of a dog who has a contract at a theater. I'm just telling you what happens. Oh, no. I- <laughs> <laughs> so there's a part. Okay, so there's a part where um, they talk about, like, they turn, like, the bench into... They bring all this fabric out on stage. Yeah. And they, like, make it water. 
Okay. Uh, so it looks like the the bench that they're all standing on is a boat because Sylvia and the kids all join them, and they they talk about mermaids and they're like, "What's a mermaid? I've never heard of one." And they're like, "Oh, it's this person who like sings and she has this beautiful voice." And the mom like starts singing, and that is a secret tool that we will use later if I remember about it. Mermaid singing mother. Okay, got got it. Because I realized what happened today because it was the first time that I watched the show after I had seen it all the way through. Okay. Oh, so you were plugging things Cried. in. Oh, buddy. Cried. Cried. Okay, so. Um, Peter's, Peter kind of starts to have fun. He starts to believe. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, like the song title. Correct. Uh, and they're having lots of fun, which is the first time that they've had fun in a very long time. Um... And we find out it is because that their dad passed away. Mm. And uh, the mom says, um, it's okay that hurt hurt exists in the world. Because if something hurts, it's because you loved something enough to miss it when it's gone. Oof. There's lots of real good quotes in this show. Yeah. Two. So. Uh, uh, uh. They're, okay, so they're invited to dinner at his house. And... They're like, we want to play Cowboys and Indians. And Mr. Barry goes, all right, cool. And he crows like Peter Pan. Okay, dinner party night. G-Mommy shows up. And uh, James's wife's used, oh, she's like, oh my gosh, I know you. I recognize you. And Mary, James's wife, goes, mm-hmm. oh, I used to be an actress. I used to act in James's plays. Uh, but I don't do that anymore. I'm just a wife now. And that is the life she wants to live. She just yeah. wants to be a kept woman. Me. Well, well, good for her. Good for you. So, and she's like, uh, the grandma is like, hey, your husband's spending a lot of time with, like, my daughter and her family. Um, and she goes, but thank you for inviting the boys. Mm-hmm. Which nobody knew that the boys were coming. They thought that the invitation uh, was for the grandma and for Sylvia. Okay. So James greets her, the grandma, and Charles shows up with a guy named Lord Cannon as a possible producer of the show to bring in some more money to tide them over until the show opens. Okay. Uh, Lord Cannon says hello to Mrs. Barry, and the children storm in with Sylvia. And they're like, we're children. And everybody's like, why are you loud? And they're like, because we're fucking kids. You're to be seen, not heard. Literally something the grandma says. Did you know this? No! Are you lying? I'm not. It's okay. It's a cliche. So. Uh, okay, Barry gives Peter a journal. And he's like, hey, write your own stories in this. Okay. Very sweet. So. Dinner. Dinner happened. I'm skipping over something that happened. Yeah, it's fine. Dinner happens. It's a lovely choreographed moment where they're all like, here's a fork, here's a plate, here's the second court. Like, it's literally choreographed of like, this is how to be a person in society, your kids. Yes. And like, all the kids are doing something, but then like, they're all bringing like, different courses. It's, it's a, it's like a song, but it's not a song because it's all like, timed out lines that it's just like, if they missed, they would ruin the scene. Yeah. It's not like a scene where they can be just like, oh, if you dropped a line, we'll get to it whenever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and the grandma is like, boys, you've got to behave. 
Okay, whatever. So James says that, oh, Peter starts playing with a spoon. And he's doing that light reflecty thing where yeah. he's like moving the light around the wall. And they're like, you got to stop. And he's like, a Tinkerbell reference. A Tinkerbell reference. And he's like, oh, that's not a light. That's a fairy that escaped. James, J- Barry says that. Um, so, uh, all, oh, everybody's like talking, talking, talking about like boring ass stuff that does not matter. It's just people talking to talk. And James is like, this gotta stop. And he kind of freezes time in his mind. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna go like fucking mess with people. Like everybody's literally frozen on stage. And then Peter unfreezes and we get, we own the night where all the kids are like, let's fucking dick around and play with people. Also, the Lord Cannon has a toupee. Oh no. And so they kind of like start ripping his hair off and stuff. And then they unfreeze the mom and they unfreeze the servants and all of them are having fun. And they're like, there might be a price to pay for all this fun that we're having. But until then, we own the night. It's a fun time. Um, So this song ends and, uh, oh, the toupee is off Lord Cannon. Yeah. And so, like, they're trying to get it back on his head. And Peter tries to put it back on. And he gets caught. Everybody gets yelled at. He leaves. And um, he was like, he may be a... a the Lord is looking at uh, J.M. Barry. And he's like, he may be a playwright, but he needs to get his play right. <laughs> and Charles says, toupee. Touche. Um, <laughs> it's... Toupee. Touche. Literally. Yes. It's so good. I can't wait to see you in this. It'll be good. Uh, I'll be. Let's see. I'll have. I'll have the time in twenty three years. Great. So, um, fifty five. What you say? I'll be fifty five. Great. Um, a perfect age for this role. James tells everybody that he's like, "Hey, everybody had fun. Peter was finally acting like a kid instead of grown up." Yeah. While he's telling Mary that oh, the trauma, mama, trauma, mama, trauma, mama. Uh. <laughs> the grandma is telling the grandma is telling sylvia she's like this man is acting like a child while the man is saying that the boy is acting like an adult yeah and it's a whole thing okay so sylvia defends him she's like you know what we had a fucking good time how about that how about that how about Uh, that mama how about mama so grandma says the kids are to be seen and not heard (gasps) period foreshadowed uh mary gets mad that he turned the night into a circus and refuses to be the laughing stock of london and he he's like i feel more like myself than i have in a while and she's like when are you gonna grow up and he says never (gasps) okay so the boys and sylvia featuring grandma go home where grandma fusses at peter's fusses about peter's bad behavior which sylvia defends and the grandma's like, they're saying things about you and your relationship with Mr. Barry. She's like, I don't know who they are. And I also don't give a flying fuck. So, like, they're my kids. Yeah. And they're having fun. And they're, they're, they're growing and thriving. And it's a weird time in their lives. Like, good for them. Yes. Uh, and she's like, hey. The grandma's like, I want you to see a doctor. And she's like, I don't need to see a doctor. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, girl. And she's like, I'm just wor-. like, and for a moment we see like the grandma guard, like the, like the guard go down and she's like, I'm worried about you. Like, I'm your mom. 
and I'm worried about you. Yeah. Oh. Drink, 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 my friend. So, we get the best song, one of the best songs in the whole show, which is a song called All That Matters. Mm -hmm. And it's the song that she sings literally outside her house next to a lamppost. It's so good. It's so good. I cried so much seeing it. And it was one of the, have you ever like listened to a show and you like cried listening to it? No, just me. Um, and <laughs> You didn't even give me a chance to respond. The answer um, is yes. And when you saw it live, you're like, I'm going to cry in the same spot that I cried. And you're like, maybe I won't. And then you see it and you're like, oh, this is absolutely how I imagined it. And it, it is reigniting those feelings. This. Um, yes. Yes. And so she sings about, she's like, I am like afraid of like how life is, what I can provide to my kids. It is a very much parent song of like, quote unquote, am I enough? It's okay. <laughs> the answer will surprise you. No. Um, but she's like, but my children need so much more from me. And uh, they give me the strength to go on. Because she knows. She knows. She knows. Okay. And she goes, all that matters now is where I go from here. Hmm, ma'am. She's like, there's an easier way if I live for today. All that matters. The beating of my heart is all that matters. Yeah. Um, And there's this moment where she sings um, about, she's like, and I know that some may not understand, but he's guiding me safely to shore. And it's just like, yeah, like, people don't get what's happening, but, like, my family is kind of happy for, in in this bubble of, like, yeah. safety. Um, Oof. Been. Correct. Been, been there. So, a week, we sm- literally smash cut to a week later. Yeah. The kids are going to bed. And uh, Mr. Barry is there, kind of helping them put to bed. He's there with, like, Sylvia. Uh, And, holy shit. The kids are like, I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up. It's only six o'clock. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And they're jumping on the bed. And then, oh my gosh, one of the coolest. I'm here for people doing special effects. So the yes. kids are the kids are jumping, and you saw this because I know you saw the Where's ending. The kids are jumping, and these ensemble members come out, and they're clearly not part of the scene. And they catch the kids as they're jumping, and the lights fade, and there are all these stars on the stage, and it looks like they're flying while they're like jumping on the bed. So they're being moved in like slow motion as they like jump up and down. And it literally looks like they're flying and it's so cool. And Jay and Barry is like out of this moment watching it happen. Yeah. And he says, kids should never be made to go to bed because they wake up a day older. Ugh. It's, <laughs> it's, uh... What? <laughs> cut, cut to... Like an hour and a half ago, me like, okay, dude, you're going to bed. Good night, love you. <laughs> Good night, click. Kisses my five year old, but dad, I don't want it. Like shuts the door. Yeah. Like peace out. Yeah. Um, Ugh. And so we do get this moment of Michael saying, "I don't, I won't go to bed. I won't, I won't." Which is a secret tool we'll use later. Um, they want a story, and Peter starts to make one up, 
And it's like one of the first times we see him like actively just like, yeah, I'm going to tell this story, and blah, get blah, blah. Creative, yeah. Yeah. And he, he tells James, he's like, you'll be the chief. And he's like, absolutely, my son. And he's like, you are not my father. And he like flips out. <laughs> and he's like, you're not my dad. Fuck you. You're not my dad. Literally. Yeah. There's some trauma. There's some trauma, there. and James is like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be your dad. I was trying to, I was trying to pretend. I'm so sorry. I was making a joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, and so, um, Sylvia sings them to sleep with her lullaby. Uh, excuse me. Um. Okay. Um. And so, she sings this whole lullaby. It's literally just a lullaby that a mom would sing her child. Um, uh, uh, so, she sings this part where she says, For all too soon, a new day will appear. You'll have nothing to fear. And... Then the most important part, uh, she says, for wherever you are and forever, I'll be there. Where this mom is just like, hey, whatever you need, no matter what, I'm going to be there for you. No, 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 we're not doing that tonight. (laughs) I ain't reliving my, uh. Oh, so, so uh, the kids are like, hey, will you be here while we fall asleep? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, and Mr. Berry, too. And she's like, yeah, Mr. Berry, too. I didn't realize you were asking me if I wanted one. I think I do have one more after this. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, so they promised to stay there. So Barry apologizes and she says, uh, she's like, don't worry about it. You mean a lot to the kids. And he believes that Peter is growing up too fast yeah. and that he can. Oh, so he confides. Uh, in Sylvia, he's like, I lost my brother when I was, when I was young. And she's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And he's like, my mom laid in bed forever just crying. Yeah. To the point where one day I put on his clothes and walked into her room and she just smiled because all she wanted was to see her son again. Yup. <laughs> No funny comment, just a long sip of a beer. Like, I, I, and and he makes a point, he's like, my brother was my mom's favorite. So, like, I did that so that she could see her son again. And, like, I want to think that that's a weird moment, but I'm like, no, you were giving your mom what you needed, what she needed. Yeah, it. I mean, there's some therapy you need for all that, but. I mean, I need therapy just from hearing it and, like, thinking about it. Um, yeah. So she's, she's sewing or she's, um, she's, uh, needle pointing yeah. while this happens and she hands him a thimble and he's like, what is this? And she goes, it's to protect you from pain. A secret over your center. Okay. So, <laughs> um, he goes, I just, I created this place that my brother went to called Neverland. Um, and it's a place where people don't grow up. And he's like, I've also never told anybody that. And so he sings the song called Neverland, which <sighs> is a beautiful song. I fucking love this show. 
Um, and he's like, whenever I was frightened, whenever I was alone, I kind of just created this world that I could escape to and feel safe. Yeah. Important parts of the song to remember. Uh, he goes, we can... We can sail away tonight on a sea of pure moonlight. We can navigate the stars to bring us back home. In a place so far away, we'll be young, that's how we'll stay. Every wish is a command. When we find ourselves in Never Never Land. Okay, this is important and we'll come back later. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, smash cut to him pitching Peter Pan to Charles. Um... And he's like, I'm sorry. Boys in the woods. Boys, boys <laughs> in the woods. Um, and uh, he's like, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of concerns. And he's like, here's what I want to do. I want to bring kids into the theater. Mm-hmm, I want to set aside mm-hmm. seats for kids to come. Because if kids get it, maybe adults will get it too. And they'll get caught up in the whimsy. I love it. Me too. 10 out of 10. It'll work. <laughs> It works. Maybe. Um, and he goes, I think ki- I think people have kids stuck inside of them. And Charles is like, the only thing I have inside of me is an ulcer. <laughs> like, it's, it's wild. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, oh my gosh, Dylan, I'm so sorry. Um, what? I'm taking time. Um, you take your time. And so, I won't. And so, um, uh, Charles is like, I've heard enough. You're losing your mind. Uh, you're speaking in riddles and the riddles don't rhyme. And he's like, none of this makes sense. You have lost your mind. We get the song called Circus of Your Mind, which is theatrically and spectacly amazing. Um, because at this point, children's theater was not a thing. No, like, and there's it, a whole thing about, like, this is a show for kids. And he's like, no, it's for adults, but kids to, need to be there. Kids need to be there, but it's, it's a show for adults to remember that there there is, it's, everything isn't just pencil pushing. Well, yes, and I clearly cannot recall, like, the theater of that time, but it was a show where he was like... It doesn't have to be a thing. Like, we can just have a good time. And yeah. I think that's what he, oh, in my opinion, was trying to push for. It's like, we can just have a good time. We can go out to a night of theater and remember when we were kids. And this ushered in a whole realm of thought for, like, what theater going could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so he's like, you are living on a merry-go-round. This is very important that that comes back. And he's like, you are just kind of like living in the circus of your mind. Um, and so we smash cut. It's the second time we've heard circus in, in the show. Pew, so pew, 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 If you're tracking. Um, so Mary, th- there's like some scenes displaced into this song. Yeah. Uh, where Mary is like, hey, um... Your wife has been hanging around with the Lord Cannon, and people are talking about that. Oh, and he's like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a flying fuck about it. I've got, I'm chasing inspiration, baby. And, well, and part of that inspiration is Charles is like, You need a villain. And he's got this cane, and he like holds it up. He's like, You need a villain. And he kind of freezes, and the cane is a hook. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hmm, okay. Um, 
So James goes home and runs into Mary and the Lord Canon together. It's not anything like promiscuous, but it's not not that. Like they they weren't having sex. They were just like together and they're like, we didn't know you'd be home. Well, why are you nervous? Me. Why are you worried? (laughs) Why are you so concerned? Um, So Mary confronts him about not sharing his life with her. Okay. So we cut to... Uh, up, up, sorry, sorry. Uh, she goes, I've resigned my, I've resigned myself to spend all my life to be all the things one expects in a wife. Ma'am, I didn't ask you to do that. That's something you wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like. Well, she thought she was just going to be there, you know, just making money and just, you know, doing the thing. Okay. Um, so, oh my gosh, where is it? There's, oh, so, uh. So she's like, darling, low you try, you cannot deny. She's on every single page. She's like going through his journal. And he's like, you don't have to go through my journal to know who I am. You can just fucking ask me. And she's like, she's on every single page. Kate Winslet. Laura <laughs> Michelle Kelly. Um, and so we cut two. He goes to, this is still Circus of Your Mind. Yeah. It's, it's a, a very long it's song. It's a big one. Um, and so he goes to see the family and G-Mommy meets him at the door and she's like, Sylvia is not feeling well. And also, I may snap. Or like a crocodile. Chomp. Thank you. That, that, my hand coming together like an alligator did not make uh, yes. enough noise. Uh, so, uh, she goes... Uh, She's like, there's been nothing but trouble since you came into this life. And, like, I'm here to tell you I'm not the one, two, or three to mess with. Um, (laughs) That was great. Thank you. And she's like, and as for my daughter, I must intercede. You've, like, you're, like, creating fantasy in these kids' head when they don't need it. Yeah. Like, they're already going through enough. You don't need to add on to that. Um. And so we get this whole big thing about, like, the clock is ticking. There's a lot of, like, time references to all this chronomancy. Um, (laughs) Anyway. um, So there's this big... Yes. uh, Walt Disney World coming to winter, fall, this summer. No! Chronomancy! (laughs) Continue. So the best part of the... I... Let me tell you. My gay ass ate this scene up because they're all, because he's going to like the office, his house, grandma's house, and there's all these doors. And these doors. And gay people love doors? Hold on. They love spectacle. Ah, there (laughs) it is. These doors converge and they like, they like do like, they meet at points. Yeah. And they start rotating, and he starts opening the doors and closing them like a a merry go round. Mama, mama, when that happened, I was like, this is the only thing that matters. All that matters now is where we go from here. (laughs) A reference to all that matters. Um, So, a reference to a song from earlier. This this episode has layers. (laughs) Layers, like me in the winter. Anyway, um, so, so, okay. So they're like, in the circus of your mind, dab. He is distraught. <laughs> he is distraught. Dylan, we're about to blow through two songs because I... Listen to me. Listen to me. I hate them. Ladies and gentlemen, we I got close. Them. We got face-to-face on this. He hates them. We got heart-to-heart, baby. 
We got Eye to Eye, Goofy Movie, its own episode with Killian. Can, <laughs> can we please do it? When we listen to it. Anyway, I get too hype off that song. I'm just like, I can punch through a wall right now. <laughs> you did. Continue. <laughs> You will not prorate my rent. Um, (laughs) So, he is sad. And so, Captain Hook, literally Captain Hook from his mind comes out. And he's like, I'm I'm, I'm what you need. He's like Elwood. I'm what you want. And is it it Kelsey Grammer playing this? Yeah. Okay, yes. So, it's like Kelsey Grammer who walks out as Captain Hook. And he's like, I'm like... Not the, he never says, like, I'm the dark version of you, but, like, that's the vibe that we're getting. He's like, I'm the strong version of you that you need to get this show underway. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and he goes, your play needs me because kids will get s- scared. And kids like getting scared. Mm-hmm. They just don't know it. Yeah. it's a it's a It's a neat feeling to explore. Like, kids... It 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 is like being scared is such a, a unique thing for kids because their whole life is supposed to be like you're safe and you're coddled and like you're here with your mom and like nothing bad's gonna happen to you. But like, then she throws you out of the car, <laughs> literally, and then you're like, "Well, here I am in the Mojave Desert." No, uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> uh. But yes, yeah. so we get this song called Stronger, where he's like, oh no, we got this song called uh, Live by the Hook. Um, and he's like, Are you, you've got, he's basically like, be a pirate. Yeah. Literally what the fucking song yeah. is. And he's like, okay, I'm a pirate. And he's like, you don't sound like one. Look like actually something that happened. Yeah. Um, and he goes, a man who doesn't fight for what he wants deserves what he gets. That, it's a really good line. Period. Um, so then we get this song called Stronger, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. By Kelly Clarkson. What doesn't kill you makes strong. I, can I tell you, <laughs> if that were to happen, if, if, if we were to get smash cut into that, I would, I would eat that shit up. I'd be like, yes, feed the gays, feed us. I would love it. It would ruin the entire show. But I would eat that shit. Kelly Clarkson uh, comes out of a door, because we know gay people love doors. And apparently. <laughs> gay spectacle Kelly Clarkson. What else do you need? They would have gotten a Tony nom for that. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson would have got her Tony nom. Please. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, we get sorry. stronger and he's like, I'm gonna be a pirate now. There's a a Tony nominee. I'm sorry. There's a Tony. They performed stronger at the Tonys. Watch it if you want to. <laughs> it's not homework. It will not be graded. I'll drop your lowest grade this semester. I've assigned a lot of homework. Anyway, intermission. Oh, intermission. Intermission. I am. How are you doing? I'm good. Is this is this on air or just casual? No, just casual. Casual conversation. How you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. We're going to jump back in. Let's do it. Okay, before we start Act 2, I'm going to tell a quick story of me t- seeing this show. So, all of Act 1 happened. I watched All That Matters Now and proceeded to cry from uh, the rest of the show. Um, and 
to the point where when intermission happened, the guy beside me who was there with his girlfriend who was also crying like a deranged lunatic. Oh, what a poor guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he stood no chance. He really didn't know what was happening. He turned to me and he was like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's the, this is the sweetest guy. He was like very clearly on a date, and he was like, "You all right?" <laughs> I was like, "I will be. Don't like, don't worry about me." <laughs> I, I think about that man every the, time I listen to this show. That that's such a sweet memory. It it is. It, it, it's <laughs> a very nice man. Like how kind like humans can be. Can be, choose not to be. Oh, yeah. The last, like, <laughs> year and a half have just really ruined that for me, personally. But, like, people could be good once upon a time. Yes. Okay. So, we're in Act 2. So. Uh, we start Act 2, and the kids have snuck into the theater where they're rehearsing the show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're gonna watch it. Uh, but I hope... Mr. Barry doesn't get mad that we're here. And they're like, he's he like pops out of the curtain. He's like, welcome. Welcome. To the internet. Please. Sorry. Take a look around. Everything you think of. If I can be found. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, he's like, yes, please. You are more than welcome. I'm not mad at all. One bit at yeah. all. Please come in. And so now. the actors, some of them flying, uh, are not having the best time. They think it's silly. They yes, they think it's silly, and one actor uh, who has Jay and Barry is like, I have the show. Mm-hmm. We have the show. We're rehearsing it, and this actor who had left to play Richard the Third comes back, and he's like, Who am I playing? He's like, I Have a great part for you. You're gonna play the nanny, Thank and he's God. like, I'm playing a woman. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, oh my gosh, I was so worried about it. And he goes, you're playing a dog. And he's like, I'm going to burn this thing down. <laughs> yes. Um, so, other actors are trying to become... Oh, and so we get this song called The World is Upside Down, where all the actors are trying to understand the disconnect of them being, like, serious actors. And the show that they are doing. Yeah. Which is whimsical and childlike and something that they are not used to because... It's not a children's theater show, but it is a it is a show for kids to enjoy, and they don't know how to like do that without being serious. Yeah, yeah. And so these two women are like, "I need an emotional backstory," like because he's like, "You're playing Lost Boys," and you're like, "Oh, is he lost in an emotional crisis?" Yes, <laughs> Cleo. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, he's like, "Are you?" And she's like, is he, like, lost? And he's like, yeah. And the woman goes, where, when, and how? And he's like, Have, do you do you know what it's like to be lost? And she's like, I am experiencing that now. And he's like, cool, use it. Take it to the stage. Um, and so the boys look at the prop table and they find the mirror. Mm-hmm. And the mirror is being used to create Tinkerbell and the, yeah. and the fairies. Um, and Charles wants to cut the fairies because fairies aren't real. And James says, every time you don't believe in a fairy, a fairy doesn't believe in herself and they stop existing. Okay. So, We've all been there. Oh, yes. And so he names her. He goes, I have a name. J.M. Barry says, I was like, I have a name that will last for eons. That will be ingrained in society's brain shiny bottom 
That's what he wants to name this fairy. And Peter goes, what about Tinkerbell? And they're like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Perfect, perfect. And the boys look at one of the actors and he goes, do you believe in fairies? And he goes, my dear sir, I work in theater. I see fairies every day. <laughs> Incredible. Which is a a tier. A tier jokes here on this podcast is all we're here for. So they start rehearsing and they are like overacting. And he's like, you have to act like a child, which is not acting at all. Because they just like Matthew Morrison was telling them that they had to like stop overacting. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's good to know that the show is self-aware. Please. Um, So the kids aren't, the kids get, um, get mad at the adults. And they're like, if you stop saying you can't, you'll start being able to. Right. Um, and so there's this fucking soprano at the end. Y'all listen to The World Turns Upside Down reprise. And there's a soprano doing the absolute fucking most <laughs> on the soprano line. And I just, every time I'm just like, everyone shut the fuck up so I can hear her. Anyway, so Charles tells all the actors, he's like, hey, come with me. I'm gonna buy everybody a drink. That's what we're gonna do. So Sylvia comes in to find the boys, and apparently they were not allowed to come to this rehearsal. Yeah. Um, as and we find out that his his wife Mary, James's wife, has left him. <gasps> Knew it. Yeah, I fucking called it. Um. So hello. I don't know what that is. Hello. A pop up. Well, I'm trying to. There we go. Um. So they encourage her. To, oh, they go go with go with him. We'll walk home. Um, we'll go with Elliot. Elliot will take us. Um, and they're like, "You haven't been feeling well. Just go. Go have a fun no. night." There's too much foreshadowing in this movie uh, or oh, this show. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. she's glad that. Oh, she's like, "I'm so glad to like see you again." It's good. To, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Uh, so Hook comes out in James's mind, and he's like, "Kiss her." And he's like, "You have to go somewhere else." So they sing "What You Mean to Me," which is just like, oh, because like all the actors have left, they're shutting down for rehearsal. They've put the ghost light out. Yeah, and she's like, "What is this?" He's like, "Oh, it's a ghost light. Um, it keeps like the ghosts away." Mm-hmm. And um, uh. And he's like, but it promotes shadows, and shadows follow us all. And Sylvia says, yeah, but without shadows, there's no light, so you can't have one without the other. Shadows. Peter Pan. It's like this whole show is just, like, leading up to, like, Can you like believe? the Peter Pan story. So, they sing this song called what you mean to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I love you. I love you too. And then there's this whole moment where he's like, just take the second star to the right. Which is really all I wanted to bring up from this song because he sings second star to the right. Dope. Literally. And then at the end, they kiss. <gasps> Good I think. Kids. I wrote it down. I don't know if it actually happened. For the sake of this podcast... Oh, they kiss him. You're like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> oh, no, brother. We're good. We're good. So, at the... Okay, so we cut to the bar. <sighs> All the actors are at a bar. I... Have you heard this song? Have you listened to the whole show? Yeah, it was the whole show. You've heard play. Yeah. It's a great bar in Nashville. <laughs> yes. So, 
They're all, they're all at a bar, and all the actors are concerned about Mr. Barry's, like, mental state. And they're like, this show is not a good idea. Like, yeah. It's going to kill us. Same. And so, Sylvie and James come in, and James wants to keep, oh, 25 random seats open for kids to yes. come in and help the adults get the show. And uh, he's like, the ki-, and James very offhandedly says, like, yeah, the adults just forgot how to play. And Charles is like, what did you say? And he's like, they forgot how to play. And he's like, what are those things that you write that we put up on stage? And he goes, plays. And so he goes up to the actors and he's like, listen, listen the fuck here. (laughs) He goes, you, he goes, can you remember when you were young, when you would just fucking run around the house doing who knows what? Literally. Like, that was you playing. That's what we're trying to tap into. It's not a whole, like, thing you have to do. You just have to let go and play. Literally. Um, and so he goes, I used to dream that I used to pretend that I was a cowboy. So, like, let's tell all these stories about, like, what we used to do when we were kids. And, like, use that and apply it to what we fucking trying to do right now. Because I need to make money. <laughs> I want to make money. This I want the fucking money. This is the fucking idea. I, I'm i a salesman. We're going to fucking sell it. Get your ass in gear. <laughs> Please. So there was... You know, kids talk about like... I used to... Oh, uh, kids... Please, they're thinking about when they're kids and somebody's like, I used to slide down the banister and when I would like fly off the end, like I thought for like one hot second I could actually fly. Cute. Uh, one kid pretends that he was a, 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 like a knight. And one of my favorites is this woman comes up. She goes, I used to dream that Prince Charming would one day be mine. And somebody's like, it seems you had an imagination all this time. Oh, fucking sick burn. Also, it's Elliot who sings it. So like, that's uh, reason number one that I want to be Elliot right. be like fucking shady bitch. Brutal. Um, and so they sing all these nursery rhymes about, like, hey, let's just, like, honestly remember what it was like to be a kid. A kid yeah. It is such, it is one of my favorite numbers from this show because it is adults, full-ass adults, pretend, like, just, like, pretending. Yeah. Like, legit nice. pretending. It's really nice. It's super fun to watch. It's super fun to hear. There's also a ensemble version. It's, like, an acoustic version outside of the like actual recording of the show of the ensemble just like singing this together Aww. it's very good too um okay Let's look that up so the kids oh okay so we cut back to the kids and the kids are trying to surprise uh mr barry with a show that peter wrote and uh he's like oh i don't know if this is gonna be good and uh george says what does mr barry tell us all the time we're all made of stars, baby. We're all made of dreams. We can be anything that we want to be. And these kids, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you tell real me. quick. I fucking sobbed at this song. And it is a very nice song. It's very upbeat. The kids play instruments. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's all, it's all the kids. It's all yeah. the boys. It's only the boys on stage. So like, you know, at most 14. Yeah. Younger. So it's all these kids on stage. And I watched this song. And it's very cute. And it's very like, 
Believe in yourself. And I sobbed. I Why'd you sob? I sobbed. And Nolan looked at me and said, why are you crying right now? And I said, because they don't deserve what's about to happen to them. They really don't. It, uh, and that was my reasoning. <laughs> having gone through it, it's, it's, a, it's a rough, it's a rough road to hoe. Literally. So, um, so, okay. So they tell, oh, tell the story of crying after the song. Got it. Okay. James, <laughs> what? I wrote it down. I wrote okay. it down to tell you. Um, so James tells Peter, uh, oh, he, they, James and Sylvia comes in while they're writing, they're setting up this show. And James is like, hey, I just real quick wanted to run by, uh, I've been calling my character the boy and I kind of want to call him Peter if that's okay with you. And he goes, yeah, that's, that awesome. Boop, boop. Um, so the boys start the show and during the show that they have written. Yeah. Uh, and Peter's like, it's just silly. Like it's, it's nothing serious. And James is like, I don't expect it to be anything other than silly. Like, this is awesome. Like you're doing something. Yeah, you know, you're writing it. something. So during the show, Sylvia starts coughing. Mm. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> like in a bad way. Yeah. And it stops the show. Yeah. Uh, and there is blood on her handkerchief. <gasps> and tuberculosis. And James like sees it and like takes the handkerchief and like gives her a clean one, mm-hmm. uh, so that the kids can't see it. Uh-huh. Uh And so all the boys go inside. They they send the boys away, and he's like, "Have you seen a doctor?" And she's like, "I've seen a doctor, and I'm not going to put them through this again." Like they did it with their their dad. So did their dad have tuberculosis? I don't know well? if he had TB, but he was sick. I'm going maybe. Yeah. And maybe that's how the mom caught it. I don't know. Like a hundred percent don't know, but he was sick. And she's like, I'm not putting them through the doctor's visits. I'm not putting them through the waiting rooms again. Like I'm not doing it. I'm going to give them as much time with me as I can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Can, moving along. Um. Uh, and so, she's like, you have to take, she, you have to take care of them. You have to promise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Um, and while this whole scene is happening, there's like a musical, like, score of All That Matters playing yeah. under it. Which fits so well. <laughs> Fucking love it. Okay, anyway. Um, so, Peter, okay. So, what they don't know is the other boys went into the house. Peter just kind of, like, hid behind a blanket. Uh, Which is not a noise-canceling device. And so... (laughs) Sylvia walks into the house, and Peter has overheard all this, and he just starts, like, throwing shit. Completely valid. Yeah. Your feelings are valid, and we accept you. Um, Been there, done that. How you respond to information is completely up to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, So he starts ripping up his journal Mm -hmm. that uh, James gave him. And he tells, James, Peter tells James, he's like, I don't want to be lied to. Not after my dad. I kept telling, I, got, I kept being told that, like, he was going to, like, when he got better, we were going to go do this thing. He never got better. I don't want to be lied to. Uh, so we get When Your Feet Don't Touch the Ground. Oof. Beautiful song. Yeah. And it's very, I go very back and forth between, like, child actors but, like, it is a song between James and Peter. And, like, this boy holds his own on stage. Fucking love it. Um, and he's like, 
Hey, I know life is... Life fucking sucks. See. So, like, don't grow up if you don't have to. And, like, your life has been a wall of shit that you have run into. But, like, that doesn't mean you have to not enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So, he says, when your feet don't touch the ground and your whole world's upside down... It, like, if you can just, like, not, this is a horrible, like, dissection of the song, kind of. But he's like, if you can not disassociate from it, but, like, if you can remove yourself from it, like, you don't have to be hurt by it. You have to find a place you can go to. Yeah. Which is what Neverland is, you know, effectively. Like, it's... Yeah. You have to create a safe space for yourself to go to when things are horrible. Yes. And yes. Yes. And there's this lyric where he says, when your feet don't touch the earth, you can't feel the things that hurt. So it's like, yes, it's like finding that place where it's like, yes, you don't have to live in the sadness. It's Almost what he's saying. Yeah. And and Peter's like, no. He's like, I don't accept that. Mm-hmm. And it's so wild that, like, this kid is like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's I'm here. I've got to live in it. It's it's happening right now. I have to, I I have to be the responsible one and accept it. And if you are younger than the age of 18, it is not your cross to bear when bad things happen. You are allowed to feel sad and bad and shitty and be mad and break things, but it is not your responsibility to bear that weight for your family or anybody else. It's an Enneagram number two. Nope. (laughs) So, after the song, Peter just kind of runs to him for comfort. Yeah. Okay. Now, for one of, literally, one of my top three musical numbers of all time. It is opening night. Opening night. So, we're cut to, Charles is in the, like, the dressing room. He's yeah. backstage, and he's like, okay, everything, this, this is gonna fucking happen. It's like, it, we're gonna open. Yeah. And he's very nervous. Uh, but there's, like, this, like, buzz in the air. Like, there's a definite energy in the air yeah. that, like, is not there for other it's something shows. Different. It's weird. It's different it's and weird. And we get this show, song, called Something About This Night. It yeah. is so good. My dream is to do a cabaret of, like, ensemble numbers. Like, no one gets a solo. Where it's literally all ensemble numbers. Like, one short day. um, Another example. (laughs) Uh, And, but this is how, I would use something about that night, this night, to open the show. And it would be, like, everybody in the cabaret, like, literally putting on their, like, they'd be in their street clothes and, like, getting ready for the show. That's adorable. Thank you. I've thought about this for I, a very long time. I like it. I um, like it. And so James is like, I can feel it. Anticipation coming. in the air. Sorry, continue. What'd you say? I was saying coming in the air tonight. Sorry. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. And the deer tripping over the playground. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Um, so he's like, I don't know what's happening. Um, and Elliot's like, yeah, but like, I've never felt like this before. Something about this night that I cannot express. Okay, so there's there's this there are two lines in this song that I really, really like. Uh, where he's like, if there is one chance, this could be the one to beat our expectation. He's like, I do believe in this show. I do believe in fairies. Stop! (laughs) Oh no! Yeah! It begins. Yes. So I'm gonna cry too, so it's okay. Good. So, while this happens, there are scenes happening where... James goes to pick up the boys, but grandma is there and she's like, you cannot be here. You cannot pass. You cannot pass. Uh, and so uh, he's like, she's like, you can't come in. And George is like, mom wants to see you. And grandma is like, yeah, no. And he goes, no, you mm-hmm. will not talk to me like a child. This is mom's house and she wants to see him. So, so he will come in. And he just like nods his head at grandma and <laughs> walks his ass inside. I love it. He's like, yeah, here we go. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that you've seen this part of the show? Yeah, this is where I started at. Dylan, this is my favorite song in the whole show. It's good. So um, Sylvia can't go because she is sick. With what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. Um, but she wants. Oh, I'm sorry. But she wants one of the kids to go so that she can get a full report of the show. And all the boys are like, well, it's Peter, duh, bye. I'll get the ticket. <laughs> I'll get his tux. Like, yeah. they're like, let's set him up. Um, and so, um, uh, Peter goes with him. and But before he leaves, Sylvia pulls him aside. And she's like, hey, I saved this for you. And it's his journal mm-hmm. that he ripped up. Mm-hmm. That James bought him. I cannot. And she goes, you have to stop fighting the world. Like, oh. I will. I'm just going to start swinging. I, I feel like that's the only appropriate response yeah, to. Break some plates. What's happening. Um, so. We cut back to the cast, and they are in full regalia. Peter Pan regalia. Captain Hook, Peter Pan, the crocodile. The one guy's like, I can't find my dog head. And he's like, I found it. And they're like, thanks, Elliot. Thanks. Um, But they sing, uh, uh, if there is one chance, this could be the one for every generation. This show... We, you yeah. and me, and the audience know that Peter Pan becomes a thing. Oh, yeah. And so they're they're backstage and they're like, this might actually... Do it. This, this might, might be something. a thing. And, like, it's so cool to see that, like... Very rarely do we see ensemble character development. Yeah. And so it's like, we saw these people go from, like, I'm a serious actor who I don't... First of all, don't like your work. I'm just doing it for a paycheck. Literally. To, okay, I'm contractually bound to do this. To, like, I don't fucking believe in this. I don't know what this is. I cannot do it. To, like, you know what? We got something here. We got it. Which, it... it, Ensemble is a whole character, and they're not used enough 
in in theater to like show that development. Yeah, this show is fucking good, everybody, and it closed too soon. Um, so after seventy weeks, after seventy weeks, Peter's ex. Oh, um, Peter, Peter, and Jake has a moment, and he's like, um, after all of this time, you have waited. Uh, I'm, he's like, I'm so proud of what you've created. They have a moment yeah. where he's like, hey, I'm proud of you. And he's like, thanks. Thanks, kid. He's looking at you, kid. It's very sweet. Um, so Charles, oh, Charles gives a curtain speech. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And it's actually a break of the fourth wall without it being a break of the it, fourth it really, wall. It really was. And he's like, hey, kids, wave at me. And all the kids in the audience, like the legit audience are supposed to wave at him. And he's like, I love children. He doesn't. Right. He hates children. But he's all about that dollar. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Um, are we still recording? Yes, we are. Oh, we're doing good. Um, until my mental breakdown in about two minutes. It's coming up, everybody. Clock it. Clock it, y'all. So, um... So, oh my gosh. This is... Can I tell you? Please. That I had every bit of my wig snatched at this Next part. So he gives his curtain speech and he goes, uh, he goes, welcome to like Peter Pan. Yeah. And the curtain opens and they're back at the boy's house. And it's the kids. It's the legit kids with like Sylvia and G mommy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and then Jay and Barry comes through the window. I I was thrown for a loop, (laughs) but I was like, wait a minute. This is just like real life. It's, it is, it is literally a curtain opening. And I'm just like, this is the smartest thing that's ever happened on the Broadway stage. They saw like somebody like in, it was in production went, wait a minute, kids, I got an idea. <laughs> what if we opened the curtain? <laughs> what if we open the show? What if we just. At the end of the show. It's so good. So yes, Mr. Barry comes climbing through the window. Um, and. Uh, sorry. The grandma is like, oh my gosh, you blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you've done this. And Peter's like, by the way, here's the entire cast of Peter Pan. And the entire cast, full costume, come in. And Sylvia's like, what's happening? They're like, that was just dress rehearsal. This is is opening. This is the opening night. It's so sweet. Dylan. And, she, and, and mom is there in her little shesh lounge. I cannot do this. And then they they put on the show. Don't. Uh, no. Them. We have to go through it beat by beat. Okay. All right. So. So. <laughs> I love you. I love you. So. I honor you. So. Um. Peter says. He goes. I'm not Peter Pan. J.M. Barry is Peter Pan. He Peter just has my name. And that's one of the best gifts I could ever have. Yeah. Well, I love so it. sweet. Okay. So, me watching you and Killian do this. I, I would have been dead by now. I would have just been a dead body in, like, the mezzanine. They would have been like, we have a dead body. And they'll be like, why didn't you not wait until the, after the show to do I'm this? I'm in the orchestra like, what's that smell? <laughs> How fast do you think a body decomposes? I don't know. I just I just edit a true crime podcast. I don't I don't follow. Okay, so enough. So the whole cast gets ready, and Charles walks forward and he's like, semi curtain speech. Yeah, and he's like, all right, 
Act one, scene one, the nursery. And they put on the fucking show for the mama, mm-hmm. Sylvia, and I lose my fucking mind. So here's, here's what happens. So they do the whole show. They're like, I won't go to bed. I won't. I won't. And Peter comes in. He crows. Uh, and he's trying to put his shadow back on. Uh, and she's like, you can't do that. You have to sew it on. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't, I'm Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to know how science works. Um, and so she's like, I want to give you a kiss. And so Wendy gives him a thimble. Peter gives her an acorn. Oh. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's, here's what kills me. Is that he gives her the thimble? Mm-hmm. She gives her. She gives him the thimble. He gives her the acorn, and he's like. And then Peter teaches her how to fly. Now, you would think Broadway, high theatricality, rigs, rigs. No, two ensemble members. Two ensemble members walk out and start pick. Dylan, I cannot tell you. How much I love this. Because it is not only cre- like cre- like theatrically creative. Mm-hmm. It is like they're in a they're in a bedroom. Yeah. How else would they do this? It it just it works on all angles and it's just it's really sweet to see. It also captures like the whimsy of the show itself. And it, it captures like it's like if, if these were kids doing this like it it just makes it's simple. My there's a beauty in it. One of my favorite parts is like not even yes they're like flying because like these two ensemble members come up and pick them up so they look like they're flying but they're not like attached to any rig or not. But it's when Peter and Wendy like lean out and like yeah. an ensemble member catches their foot so they can like full ass lean out into a like a tilt quote unquote, and I'm just like it's so simple. For it to be, like, so, like, meaningful. Yeah. I love it. 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 It doesn't have to be complicated to be perfect. That's the t-shirt. That's the, that's not even a sticker. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> um, yes. I full-ass agree with that. It does not have to be complicated to be special. Perfect. Perfect. Because, like... Like... The color purple. It's like people in chairs. And I'm like, that show is like all it needs to be. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be rigs where somebody's like flinging themselves into the audience. Like, it can just be somebody being picked up by somebody else. It, you know, it, I I think about it all the time with just like CGI effects, like, like practical effects. Everything is simplicity reads because it's it's reality it's real i i might have said this before on the podcast i really don't know but i'm finding more and more it's like i enjoy spectacle because it's like oh my gosh look what we can do right but i love shit like this where it's like people and like the color purple it's people in chairs or like like come from away it's people and chairs or like this where it's like excuse me it's not 
rigs. It's, like, people holding up other people to fly. Like, it's so broken down to the core of what theater is. Yeah. Which is, like, you would, like, in this day and age where, like, technology is, like, yeah, we can make somebody fly. We don't have to. We we live we live in an age. Where we live in a society. The Joker. <laughs> Go ahead. No no no. You're fine. Where every, every single thing is held up to this glorious, like over the top, intense, technologic, just it, it's so top tier, crazy. Everything's motion be, capture, deep fakes, like. That, that we lose sight of. And when we see real raw humanity, it shakes us to the core in more ways than like all the Avengers showing up in infinity war yes, or in game ever could. It's just like, Oh, life is about people. Life is about humanity and this experience we're going through and just seeing somebody pick up somebody to show that they're the flying of flight. Yeah. Is beautiful. Yes. Yes. Y- yes. I've got more to say for the things coming up, too. So, um, he, they start flying, and Barry sings to the mom. He's like, we can sail away tonight on a beam of pure moonlight. Like, we can fly all the way from here. Um, and the boys, the boys is like, we're young and that's how we'll stay because of what's about to happen, which I am unwell about. Um, and so, Hook, I really don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Hook comes in and um, Peter is like, oh, this is Captain James Hook. He's the most dastardly pirate of all the world. And um, the, the, the actor of Hook is like, Peter flung my arm to a crocodile and he's been chasing me around since then. And Kelsey Grammer is like, look in the world for the rest of me. And he's like, you are all replaceable. Say it with some heart. (laughs) Literally. So, um, uh, so they see the crocodile, they see all, like, the Indians come out, yeah. and the boys are like, while we were make-believing, Mr. Barry was riding all the while. Uh, and the grandma's like, yeah, this all seems very familiar. And George is like, there are pirates and Indians and fairies. And Jack says, even a crocodile. And the grandma goes, I hope I'm not the crocodile. She's she the, is crocodile. the crocodile. This is the secret tool that I did not tell you about earlier. With the mermaids? So the, mer- the, so the, so Michael says, I hear the mermaids. What a beautiful sound. And the mermaid goes, ah, which is the same vocalization that the mom did earlier. Oh. It's literally what the mom sang earlier in the show. I am not well. So, and he goes, Peter says, just a little faith and both your feet will leave the ground. Which is something he has been fully against. Yeah. Like this whole show. Now, the grandma, which I become the most unwell about. (laughs) So, they're in this bed watching the show. And we get this moment of like still time Mm -hmm. of like the, the grandma kind of like. In her own head, 
while the bed like rotates as they watch the show. She's like, we can sit. She finally sings Neverland, which is like its own character development. Right. A Uh, A lot of growth in this show. Yeah. Uh, She's like, we can sail away tonight on a sea of pure moonlight. We can navigate the stars to bring us back home. And she looks at her daughter and she's like, in a place so far away, we'll be young. That's how we'll stay. Every wish is a command. And she's just kind of like, you know what? I'm sad. My daughter is sick. I kind of know what's about to happen. Yeah. But in this moment, she will be young. And that's what I'm going to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. It is, yes. It is very upsetting. It is extremely upsetting. Um, oh, you got me crying! <laughs> um, and so Tinkerbell is sick. And so they're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And they're like, oh, she drank Peter's medicine so that he wouldn't get poisoned and uh, Peter says, she says if people believe in her, she can get well again if you believe in fairies. And the grandma is the first person just like, I believe in fairies. Uh, which kills me every time that it's the grandma who does it first. Yeah. And everybody's like, clap louder. Which, first of all, any show, any Peter Pan version where it's like you have to clap for Tinkerbell. <laughs> where like the... Everyone's like, we're clapping. Yes, and the entire audience is like, yes, that is theater magic. Where it's like, yeah, yes, yes, we're a part of this. Yes, Tinkerbell, get better. Um, And so, when Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell starts to fly around and she is directed towards the mom's hands. And she kind of catches this light in her. And Barry is like, that's Neverland. Yeah. Ugh. So Sylvia sings this this part where she sings about like the universe and like shooting stars and she's like, I feel like something's happening. Now, she is when I tell you Tell me. That this is some of the most beautiful, simple yeah. I'm all about simple theater. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful theater that I've ever seen. I wholeheartedly mean that. Because she's singing, and she's like, I believe that something's happening to me now. And this literal whirlwind of Uh wind circles her. Her hair's flying. Her house, her, like, nightgown is flying. And they're like, if you close your eyes and make believe. They start singing about Neverland. And Peter Pan throws all this glitter Into this whirlwind that circles her. And then he... And and behind, it's like a center spotlight coming Uh down. And the only other thing that is lit up on stage is the open window that Peter flies into and flies out of. Yeah. In in the background. Yes. And Peter, like, uh, if... Oh, my gosh. What does it say? That's not something I can do. Shut up. Um... (laughs) You, uh, you know where to go. You've been there before in your heart. Oof. And Peter, you know where to go. You've been there before in your heart. And Peter, like, reaches out her hand. His his hand. It's played by a woman, but it's Peter Pan's hand reaches out to her. Yes. And the mom walks over to Peter. 
And as she walks with Peter through the window mm-hmm. to Neverland, the mom is dying. Yes. Uh, Peter sings off stage. He goes, and by closing my eyes, I'll be finding Neverland. And she walks through the window with Peter Pan. And her, like, nightgown literally just swirls in this this vortex of wind and glitter. For a solid, like, 20 seconds, it's you're just left with the absence (laughs) of this character. Yeah, it, it just literally, like, flies up and, like, dips down in this vortex. It just plays. It plays, and there are, like, these bells of, like, London (sighs) that chime. And it's just, it is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen on a stage. It, It really, really is. That is... Not me being drunk saying this. It is no, no. so it's, beautiful. It's haunting in yes. all the saddest ways. I showed Karina this afternoon that scene and she goes, what, what is happening? And I was like, yes. Because she's seen the movie and I was like, yes. Yes, exactly what is happening. It's so good. Uh. Okay. So now that we're done with that... um. The epilogue. We, yes, we're back at the beginning. We're back at the beginning. He's like, that's kind of what happened, and now we've created yeah. the show. And grandma, Grandma's at the park, and she goes like, hey, my daughter wanted me to share custody with you. I'm going yeah. to honor that wish of hers, but you have to be there for the boys. They need more than just a friend. Right. And he's like, I can do that. Um, and she's like, I'm, I'm very grateful for the joy you brought my daughter I'm also very grateful for the for the show that you made. Like my husband, who was a child at heart before he passed, he would have loved that. Yeah, it's a nice little moment between the grandma yeah. and and uh, Barry. Um, and so Charles, Charles, oh Charles, uh, comes in and says, "Hey, the whole world is demanding Peter Pan." So, yeah. like, we got to take it to America. We got to take it over here. We got we got to take it everywhere. We got things to do and uh, got magic to do. Mm? No. <laughs> and so uh, James is like, yeah, but all the pro- pro- proceeds are going to be donated. And he's like, oh, okay, 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 but that's actually what happens. Um, and so Peter has been writing and James is like, keep writing and your mom will be on every page of it. Oh, girl. And so Peter is confused as to why she had to die. And he's like, oh, buddy. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you, he's like, sh- oh, life is shit. <laughs> yeah. But you can visit her whenever you want by going to Neverland. Yeah. Okay. Now, I am unwell. Because this finale is one of my favorite finales just because of the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Because the grandma comes out and she's like, I know you feel alone. And they changed it for the tour. It's a little bit more, it's not upbeat, but it's like a little happier than this. Like, I mean, the, the mom dies and the boy is sad. Like there's not a whole lot you can change about that. I'm just, I'm just telling no, you what I, happens. I, I, I know. I know, I know you're not fighting me on that. Um, it's just funny. And she goes, but you will see her in your dreams. For Neverland is closer than it seems. Uh, and she's like, just, just, 
try to do well by her and she will her spirit will be proud of you right okay so everybody comes out the the boys are there grandma and jay and barry then the entire ensemble comes back and here's what i like about the ensemble is that is a mix between london society and the peter pan cast like it's not all the peter pan cast and they're like full regalia because some of them are still dressed up as hook some of them one of them is still the mermaid like it's like mary and his wife and the lord so it's like london mixed with whimsy do you know what i'm talking about yeah, it's it's the duality of man, like how you can both be childlike as well as like adults. Yes, and so they say, uh, "When your feet don't touch the ground." Oh, it's it's an example of like how like the show succeeded in like allowing adults to be kids. Yes, 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 um, yes. Uh, <laughs> so it's like keep your faith, and you will spread your wings. And okay. Jeez, Louise. Uh, <laughs> you will spread your wings and fly, fly. So when they're singing fly, everybody, the family, so it's the boys, Jay and Barry, and the grandma, they start catching these lights that mm-hmm. are Tinkerbell. They like, they literally like run forward and like catch them. And so they all hold them and then they like let them go. And the last people to let them go are Jay and Barry and Peter. And they kind of like throw it and they're like, and fly. And like Peter Pan flies up and like throws glitter over everybody. Yeah. What? Mm. It's so good. That's it. That's Finding Neverland. They found it. <laughs> Me and the ensemble. It's right there. <laughs> you just take the red line and it's, it's a third stop. It's a second star to the right. Like, it's really not. It's very, it's, it's like a it's, baby could do it. <laughs> the map wasn't hard to follow, kids. Not at all. Oh, man. Did you have fun? I did. I did. Thanks for, I, finally, I cried on one of these. Uh, So you got me. It was about the mom, it was about the grandma singing to her daughter. It, it, it was, it was, it's that and the concept. It's a parent with their child. Yeah, it, it, it's the, the whole concept of like, if if anybody has lost like been through like a very like long process of like watching someone close to you like pass away mm-hmm. the whole concept of if i could just clap my hands mm-hmm. and believe and like things will be okay it's it's so it's so fucking rough cuz all you want to do is believe yeah it, it's yeah i said this to you earlier this week and cried yeah Sometimes people are just sick. Yeah. And it's 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 a harsh harsh horrible reality to to experience, especially multiple times. Yeah. Um, Life fucking sucks. I hope we're leaving you on a good note. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the sad boy party. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's it is such a good show. It it takes you through the ringer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it. 
Yeah. Yes. I will. I will. If you ever get the chance to go see this show, please go. See, I will suggest this to anybody. I love. If you, I'm not saying do an exact Broadway like copy of it. If you were to like produce this show at like a regional theater or something, but like keep the spirit of what they did on Broadway because keep it simple. It's so special. This show is special. It is beautiful. It's so good. Dylan, with that, do you have anything to uh, promote this week? Plug. That's what I always ask. Plug. Do you have to plug? Um, well, um, if, if you like Dungeons & Dragons, I, uh, I'm the Dungeon Master for a show called Our Poor Dungeon Master. Um, you can listen to it most anywhere you listen to podcasts. It features a, uh, a ragtag team of uh, two players, uh, my two best friends in the whole wide world, Nathan Brown and Karina Bemisterfer. That's me. Uh, as they go on uh, a series of journeys towards chaos. Um, and other than that, I'm, I edit Krina's podcast, Morning Cup of Murder, which is a true crime show. I love it. So, did you have anything you wanted to plug? No, I just <laughs> love you. I'm plugging my I own love, podcast. I love you. Thank you, for, thank you for bringing me on this journey with you to Neverland. It's, yeah. It's been a blast. I love this show. I really do. I think it might be one of my top five favorite shows. It's a good one to pick. Yeah. Uh, everybody, we will see you next week uh, for our 50th episode. What an accomplishment. I'm very excited. Congratulations. It's, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good one. Good. Yeah. So, like a person who is drunk too much and the end of every show, it's time to black out.